Welcome to another episode of Pulp Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the Pultiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey! And our special guest, Pat Bravo of Art Gallery Fabrics. Hey, hello everybody. Now, before we jump into all the fabric fun today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Pat? Well, I am uh, Pat Bravo, and I am the creative director of Art Gallery Fabrics, a company that was founded together with my husband in 2004. And uh, we manufacture uh, textiles um, in several substrates, and I'm so happy because this has been um, the best journey of my life. And are you able to tell us a little bit more about the name Art Gallery Fabrics? How did it come to be? It was it was uh, is is the the funniest um, the funniest thing, you know. I used to paint campaign fabrics before we started commercial production. So, the hand painted fabric has to be laid rest until it dries. Um, so I used to have some uh, foam boards covered by plastic where I put my fat quarters because I started painted, uh, painting fat quarters and then um, half yards and I put them on the floor. And I have a big house, but when the space starts to run out, I start moving furniture away, <laughs> and all the floor was devoted to let the fabrics uh, dry until I, um, I had to uh, heat set them. And one day, my son Alex, uh, I think he was around 12 years old, he came from school, and he op- uh, opened the door, and he said, hey, honey, how are you? And he looked at the floor and said, hey, mom, this looks like an art gallery. Oh. And, and I mean, look at those colors. And I said, wow, thank you. And I mean, and they keep, uh, this thing keep, um, you know, it's stuck in my mind until I, I went for the name. And I said, art gallery, because, you know, all the colors, all the the flowers and all the um, intricate designs we used to have, they fit really well with the name. That's such a good story. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun. (laughs) And what sort of paint were you using to paint uh, on the fabrics? I use fabric uh, paintings, uh, you know, German fabric paintings and some American fabric paintings. Um, and, the, and the process of paint, hand painting fabrics is different to the dyeing, to when you dye fabric. When you dye fabric, you submerge and you make a, a chemical process. But in the, in the case of hand painting, you actually make the fabric damp or you damp the fabric or you wet the fabric, depending on the, on the look that you want to achieve. And then you start um, diluting the fabrics to the measurements, and then you start hand painting and mixing fabrics and running fabrics and try to give them on some uh, some some places they are going to join and they're going to mix and some other new shades that will be created, and and so forth. So you I used to create batiks uh, at the beginning; they were kind of uh, batiks, 
Um, and these, these fabrics were used by our quilters. That's the best our quilters in the country because I used to sell them, start sell, selling them in, in shows. And, you know, our quilts that appear in, you know, um, banks in this country or galleries, you know, the best um, our quilters, they used to have my fabrics. I remember uh, one quilt that has to be made about a dog, and the, the artist asked me to paint 20 shades of a skin, a skin color, from the lightest oh. to the darkest, you know, in order for her to have all those shades of fabrics to create uh, her art, uh, art quilt, the dog. Um, so it was so fun. And when you finish, you need to let them uh, rest until it dries, and then you apply heat for a specific amount of time to, you know, to set the fabric so it's color fast and it's washable and you can do whatever with it. So how did you, um, how did you take this kind of cottage industry, you know, doing individually created fabrics into becoming a, you know, major manufacturer of uh, quilted fabrics in the United States? Uh, well, uh, I mean, when I started campaigning fabrics, I used to go to my local guild here in, in South Miami, and people start saying, hey, I mean, we love these fabrics. Can you paint for me? And, and I want this shade because I used to start doing, this came across because I started doing art quilts. And at that mm -hmm. moment, I couldn't find, um, you know, in the 1990s, 1995, 1997, I couldn't find any big range of colors that uh, will mimic, you know, shrubbery or rocks or, um, or trucks, you know, uh, for the, for the, for the, um, the leaves, any kind of uh, nature bring us. So I started, you know, trying to look for fabrics, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't be enough colors available, like two or three greens, or two, three, three browns, and, and it was, for me, it was not enough. So I said, what if I campaign my own fabric? So this is how I started campaigning fabrics, and I started coming across and mixing colors, and I, and I need, okay, I need warm greens, and I need neutral greens, and I need cooler greens. What if I'm painting something about, like, Tahoe? You know, I need this kind of green. So this is how I started um, hand painting the fabrics and the, the, the sky was a limit because I could paint any shade I wanted. So I started um, taking them to the local quilt guild here in South Miami and people went nuts. I mean, the ladies were crazy. <laughs> they were crazy. They said, oh, please, can you paint for me? Can you paint for me? So one lady told me, you should go to local quilt shows and start selling those. I mean, Fat quarters, fat quarter bundles, you know, you pack them as you like. Um, so <laughs> I did what she said, and I started going. So uh, little by little, people start asking. I'm, I um, have a start having a website of my own. I start selling online. It was the beginning, the beginning of the internet selling, <laughs> selling online. It was the beginning. It was around 2000. And, um, and then, um, you know, more people uh, were asking me and told me, please, you should go, you should go to um, Will Festival, Will Festival in Houston. You should go and sell your fabrics there. And I started 
going there and they start being uh, an habitué of these, uh, you know, going several times until one day my husband said, uh, I would like to go with you because he saw the demand. Mm, I was all day painting, all day painting. <laughs> I mean, and I used to paint and I sold them all. You know, one time I remember I painted 800 um, panels uh, and I sold them all. So he, he was curious about that. So he said, we should go there. We should go there. Um, um, so, you know, at that moment when, when he saw, at that moment I remember it was 60,000 people back in that floor of the, the, the show. And he was impacted. He was thrilled. And he said, and he said you know what? <laughs> Your fabrics are very popular. I mean, you can start designing because at that time I also start stamping, hand stamping fabrics okay. with uh, oh, wow. nature motifs, nature motifs. Everything was made by hand. Everything was made by me by hand. And I was exhausted, really exhausted. <laughs> so he said, well, I have, you know, because we used to have uh, a leather, um, a leather jacket, uh, um, wholesale manufacturing company years before, so he was he was having some contacts in the Far East uh, um, as brokers and manufacturers and contacts. So um, I sent my first group of six fabrics because my first collection. Well, it was even more. It was even it was one design. Sorry, one design in three color in three color uh, combination. So. I sent the actual fabric. I never, at that moment, I never designed by computer. You know, at that moment, everything was by hand. So I sent the, the fabric and they made the repeat and my first fabric was produced. Uh, so we have that, that design in three colors. And then people ask of the quality because, you know, when, when he joined me, he joined me, he said, okay, so if we wanna have a company, what do you want? Because you are you you have been a quilter for so many years, and I said I want the best cotton, the best cotton quality available. So he start uh, asking, requesting um, swatches and samples and samples and samples, I, and it was several months uh, testing them, stitching, washing, drying, doing everything. Is this fabric shrinking? Because I used to buy fabric myself when, when I used to do yeah, quilting. So um, I test um, so many samples until I decide on this uh, high quality cotton. Um, is 133 thread count by, seven, by 72. That is an ideal weight uh, for not only for quilting, but for applique for so many uses. And, and it has the, the quality that has draped because the thread mm -hmm. down is, is uneven, is not even. Most of the quilting fabrics are usually 60 by 60 thread count per square inch. Uh, ours is 133 by 72, it's a much finer thread, but it's uneven, the thread count. So it allows you to have a lot of drape. So that's why it's so good for garments as well. So when we decided uh, the list, the list, um, the thing that I expected the least in my life is to be partnered with my husband. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. I was doing my own thing. I was a housewife. Um, kind of a typical story. 
Um, and, that, and, and, and when we started our gallery fabric, that is changed my life, our life, I mean. You mentioned that you had been quilting for a number of years. Yes. And that's when you started creating your own fabrics and then painting fabrics for um, art quilts. Did you have any art or design training before, earlier on? Uh, no, I only had a course of um, color theory in Argentina, okay. in my native country. I did color theory. Uh, I was always inclined to arts and, um, and paintings and all that, um, especially uh, old, uh, you know, old periods of uh, history regarding arts. Um, not so much modern art, but... but you know, um, like, uh, for example, Renaissance art is something that I, I, I love, I love, I, I, I admire too much. Um, so, yeah, but basically, color, color theory, color theory. And when I used to start hand painting, this is the quality that people saw on me, the ability to create specific shades and the harmony that the colors, you know, um, um, well, they gave together, you know, it has a harmony, unique, <laughs> I mean, unique. Um. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, um, the word color just came up. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people associate with you and with Art Gallery Fabrics, having a very bold color sense. So how do you gather inspiration? Like when, when you're starting with a new collection or starting to, you know, think about, um, what the new collections are going to be for the company? Where do you begin? Okay, I be I began um, thinking that I I was a tiny, tiny, tiny thing, you know, um, starting to trying to share my view on quilting fabrics um, and trying to fill a, a, a niche that I used that I saw at that moment when I started. Um, quilting, I saw um, um, a hole, a gap that wasn't covered, that, that I call contemporary elegant uh, fabrics because they are contemporary, but at the same time, it has an antique or timeless flair, and it has a lot of uh, European influences, uh, my designs. Uh, so, yeah, and I have to, you know, you know, try to sell my fabrics against you know, huge companies. So um, my my um, my bed was different. So I said I'm gonna bring a different kind of um, design with a different color story that they never seen before. Because I, I used to see other other companies the color stories that they brought, and and I wanted to came out with something different. Um, so for me, color is the most, the most important thing in a fabric collection. Um, so my inspiration always uh, gathered from, um, you know, history. History is a huge uh, um, inspiration uh, hub for me, you know. And, um, you know, Instagram, um, internet, when internet came out, um, but fashion. Uh, fashion too, different periods of fashion, because you have the 1600s are not the same as the 1800s. And if you start looking at books, you know, in um, fashion 1800s, you could discover things that translated into now, they become fabric designs, you know, textile designs. 
Um, so it's very interesting. History and fashion for me are the most important thing regarding my inspiration. When I have to create my designs and also when I have to curate, you know, uh, all the designers that um, we license in the company. AGF is made up with several different, um, you know, really talented designers. So when did you start introducing them to the company? Okay, so the first designer, it was me. <laughs> it was designer, <laughs> it was me. But then uh, we start having, as, as a second, we start having an, our own department, like an in-house studio. Uh, we start uh, launching, um, you know, some collections with that. But when um, the first designer that um, we have was Barry J. Barry J is a friend of mine. Is not only uh, an amazing designer, an amazing person, but he's a friend of mine. And um, it, she came into a mo she came into a moment where we were logistically able to produce uh, more more fabrics uh, because we went uh, step by step. Being a fabric uh, fa um, a family owned company, I'm sorry. Being a family owned company, we came through a different period. So we were growing very slowly. Um, so we, we, when we were logistically able to produce fabrics, she was my first, my first uh, person to go to. And sorry, if you don't mind me asking, so like when, when did that happen? Because I know you mentioned, you know, you've, you, it, it's taken, you know, with AGF, it's a slow growth. So when did you start introducing these uh, designers well, and collaborating Barry with Well, Barry J came uh, in 2000, uh, 2010. Yeah, mm. it was her first okay. uh, fabric collection. Um, and then from there, we moved with the second one. She, she was very well received. She's an amazing uh, um, designer. And she grew a lot um, uh, coming with us because I love the freedom of create. And I want, and I want to give each of um, our designers the freedom to grow uh, and to fly high and... I'm not, me as a creative director, I don't condition anyone to create this specific fabric collection or that specific range of colors. Um, no, we work with, with the creative spirit of the designer, which for me is the most important thing because you can only produce amazing work when you do what you truly love. I was telling Amanda that it was too, too sensational at, at, at the same time. It was a blink of an eye that we are here uh, one of the top companies in the in the industry, but it was a, such a long journey, and mm. it was a happy moments, sad moments, but always uh, going forward. Um, and I'm so passionate about bringing something. Sometimes I cry when when I finish the the season when I see the all the groups that are going to be introduced, sometimes I cry because it's still, I still feel like the first time. For me, every single time is the first time. So I always am expecting when the, the reaction of the, the quilter, what it will say. If they say, oh my God, I love this group, then I feel at peace. But at that moment, it was butterflies on my stomach, what people would say. And, and after so many years, and he said, my husband sometimes he says to me, he said to me, hey, so many years have passed, you still are nervous. Yeah, 
it's still for me, it's the first day. <laughs> Another thing that I want to say that um, for um, regarding designers, for me, you know, we have an amazing team of people. Um, not only in the company that we can talk, the, the, the team that accompany me, that are the best of the best, but the designers. The designers, have, I go through specific process when I select the designers because they have to share my values. They have to share, they have to be passionate about quilting and, and, and how we can share this vision of quilters that inspire people because we need to inspire people. So my commitment is always 24 hours a day, whatever I do for the company or from my own personal um, designs is to inspire people. Um, so the, each designer is a star on itself. It's a star. We have stars, so many stars. Katerina Rochella, Bonnie Christine, uh, Maureen Cracknell. Uh, they really make me, I feel um, very emotional, moved about them and how much they work for the company and how much they love the company. Um, so, yeah. Sorry. I it sounds like an amazing family. I mean, it's a true family company. It is. You know, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. that's why we call ourselves <laughs> sisters. You know, when we chat, um, we, I, we have a chat, uh, group chat with, with all the designers. Hey, oh, I, I so love sweet. you. I love you, sisters. It's there. We are. We are. It sounds like, I mean, I can only imagine the journey from deciding to start to manufacture your own fabric till today. What's one thing? you know, about the manufacturing process that still surprises you? Oh, the manufacturing uh, is very complex. <laughs> the ovens, <laughs> the ovens, uh, fabric goes uh, through a belt, a converter belt that actually uh, dries the fabric and, and goes under some heat. And um, we design with Pantone colors. Pantone colors are around uh, 2,300 colors. So, since I am very picky, very picky with color, <laughs> uh, sometimes you know when you, when the, when the when the meal uh, go over with some with the time with the amount of seconds that that has to pass, you know the color slightly changes. So it's very 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 difficult. That's why people when they say. Um, for example, when you buy one cotton and then three months later you go back to the store and you want to have the same fabric, the fabric is reprinted. It will never, never, never have exactly the same color. It has, it is very close and we try to, we have been rejected entire um, thousands and thousands of uh, yards of production because the color was altered, altered a lot. But this is something that surprised me, you know, every, each and every time. And I said, oh, please, the color didn't come out. So they have to correct or, you know, or we have to reject that production because whatever we show the people is whatever we have to deliver to the people. So talking about color, earlier you mentioned that, you know, when you were starting AGF, you really wanted to focus on color and bringing a different color sense to the market. Over your years of experience, have you come up with any like you know go-to tips or tricks or how you approach you know building a new um, color palette for a new project? 
Well, I, I don't know, but you remember, Amanda, we were talking about Valerie's emotional, right? So yes. I always suggest when I when I was teaching uh, years ago about uh, color and art quilts, you know, is you only do good things when you do things that you are passionate about or when you what you love about what you like about. So first, focus with your true color, the color that you love. And it starts from, and you can start from there. Never uh, go to a color that is very, you know, something that you don't like, a color that you don't like. For example, in my case, cobalt blue. You will never see me doing cobalt blue because I cannot become friends with cobalt blue. I was, I was buying some orchids in cobalt blue. I was trying to uh, buy some accessories in my house to, to become friends with cobalt blue. But it's hard. It's really hard. So, um, no, I mean, sometimes people do that. They go with a color that they never use to start bringing a new dynamic. On a, on, a, on a color um, a story in a quilt. But I always suggest starting with, some, with the color that you're most passionate about. Because emotions flow. And when emotions flow, it says, what if? Always, always incorporate this to your dictionary. What if? What if I mix this with this? What can happen? You know? It, it will be um, another tip. And another trick is don't work so many hours over the same um, view or the same uh, design wall because you, your eyes your eyes get tired. So go back, maybe do something else, have an hour, come back and take a look from ten steps, you know, and look at it. And um, and and I think, well, this is my the best advice I, I could give. So in addition to developing beautiful collections, AGF also creates fabric bundles. So how does AGF come up with those fabric bundles? Yeah, I also, I, I, am, I am a huge fan of all the fabric collections that we produce. <laughs> but the thing that we, I started to find out that people, people become collectors of the fabric, start collecting fabric, uh, collecting some specific fabrics they want to they wanna go for. And, and so I said, what if we create, because I always go for inspiration um, to do a quilt. So for example, when you don't have inspiration, what if we give you the inspiration already for you? So we started created, creating these bundles um, and they came out so, so good. And since we um, reprint fabrics because we reprint fabrics and some some of the fabrics are we reprint for so many years um, you know for example there is from Barry J first collection which was produced in 2010 we still we still reprint two prints wow. so see and, and some people say is this fabric new and and I laugh <laughs> about it because you know this means that the fabric is still you know on trend and people mm -hmm. so these kind of uh of fabrics uh, people started to see as a collectible fabrics so I said what mm -hmm. if we can bring together some inspiration for people that they don't have an inspiration so this is a bundle that they can start with uh something to tell a narrative in a quilt. So the first uh, the first bundles that we produce are were the color masters. 
and I want to do something very special. So we made a, a special box for it, uh, something that people can see or can have it as a collectible. Um, so we start producing in uh, first in, a, in, in color ranges, and then we start producing uh, the second, uh, which is a designers, um, designer collective. Uh, it's, it was a color master for each designer. So you can oh, find. Wow. So since people start collecting fabric and we start noticing, you know, the, the fabrics that they wanted, we start putting them in, in, in these uh, bundles. I wouldn't have thought of, like, I mean, it makes total sense that people collect, like, people collect a lot of things, yeah. but, like, you know, I wouldn't have thought of collecting fabric. I, I guess I, yeah. as I look around at and, my and, collection and, and, of fabric. In a way, all come, it all revolves with me. All, everything revolves with me in that regard because, you know, I work with color families. I remember when I used to hand paint. So this comes back, and I see, I already can see with my mind this beautiful box with these colors, I said, because people will need this, this and this and this green, and this range of yellows, but they need some mustard or they need some more acid yellows. Uh, and this, everything revolves with me as in my beginnings, campaigning fabrics and, and creating new shades of color. Do you, um, so I know that, uh, you know, fabric manufacturing, you're working pretty far in advance. Are yeah. there any cool, like, uh, fun trends that you've noticed of color that we can keep an eye out for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We work with a forecast trend agency. Um, we have okay. a subscription, an annual subscription. Uh, we look forward always in two years in advance. So now we are looking at trends of two, uh, 2024. And let me tell you, everybody that, that are hearing <laughs> us, that the 70s, are coming. Orange is coming huge. Orange and no. acid greens and <laughs> lemony greens and um, all these shades from the 70s are going to be a huge part in 2023 and 2024. Uh, well, this is one of um, the trends. Um, <clears throat> since we came out of the pandemic, another thing that we are experiencing, because I don't know if you noticed during the pandemic, the fabrics were subtle, the colors were subtle because we need, uh, it was an instant, let's say an instant reaction to, we want comfort, we want soothing, mm -hmm. we, we have so much stress that the, from super lots of color, we went to subdued shades and peach and soft browns and siennas and all these kind of uh, uh, soft roses and all these colors that brought us uh, comfort. But now, since we're coming out of the pandemic, color start pick, is gonna start picking up again. And huge flower gardens are emerging. So okay. a it's gonna be a lot of colors. The steel neutrals are not going away um, <laughs> until 2025, but, but steel neutrals are, are plain, but they're gonna be plain not alone. Now they're going to be playing with these pops of color, of uh, garden uh, color. I'm all there for the. Yeah, we have some surprises greens. for people. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like the pops of color too. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for bell bottoms to come back. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> <we're ready. laughs> 
On that note, it is time to move on to our rapid-fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Pat? I am more than ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Wendy, why don't you kick us off? Sure. So what is your favorite time of day to quilt? Night. And where do you sew? I have a sewing room in my house. And do you wear shoes while sewing? And if so, do you wear socks or no socks? No. I mean, during wintertime, we're in Miami here, so I use a kind of a, a, a special ballerina. But in summertime, I use flip-flops. So Minimal, minimal food. Minimal, minimal, <laughs> minimal. Music, Netflix, podcasts, or silence when sewing or design? YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Mm-hmm. Documentaries, history documentaries, fashion documentaries. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But sometimes Netflix. Yeah. And do you have a current favorite show or documentary that you're tuning into? I I watch uh, you know the Medici's again because I'm very curious. And when I when I look at the the, uh, the, the show, I don't look at the people you know acting. I look at the um, everything walls, <laughs> uh, tablecloth, everything that can inspire me. You know, for a new fabric design. Do you have a favorite snack while quilting or design? I am, I, my heritage is European, so everything salty, everything Mediterranean. So, yeah, like olives and cheese and crackers, all that kind of stuff. I love that. Um, and do you have a favorite traditional quilt block? Economy. Economy, economy, all the way. Economy, why? Because economy, economy is a block that it allows you to uh, use... Uh, the fabric perfectly well. You don't have waste on the fabric. And also, it's a fabric to allow you to go for, um, you know, like cut that block and add some f- uh, other fabrics and make a new original block. Um, also, it helps you for improvisational quilting too, you know. So it's a very forgiving block. I love that one. Uh, what is your favorite color? Pink. <laughs> pink. Is it a, is it a Valentino pink? Mm, yeah. Oh my God. I was so in, so I'm so in, obsessed. I'm so obsessed with the latest uh, runways. I watched them all. And Valentino, the Valentino, the pink one. I, I, I watched it so many times. Yeah. And what's your favorite AGF pure solids color? Of course, raspberry rose. What color appears the most in your fabric stack? Well, I uh, in my personal. My personal, mm-hmm. um, uh, for my personal collections, I have 44 collections already designed. So pink appears on every single collection. In every <laughs> shade, it can be a cooler pink, a warmer pink, a lighter pink, a darker pink, but it always appears a pink in um, each, each of my collections, yes. And I noticed there's a lot of it in your recent collection as well, the Tribute collection. Yes. Yeah, they, they said it has to be called Lovey and Rose because, you know, it's, it's always pink. It's always pink. So I, I wanted to go oversaturated with pink. So people, and it has, it had a very good uh, reception. Oh, I love seasonal tribute. Maybe at the end we can talk a little bit about that. So what are your top three favorite AGF collections to date? Well, it has to be mine collection. <laughs> yes. Well, the indie trilogy. I produced indie in 2011, the first indie, and then went with, uh, went with uh, indie Bohem. And then I went with indie folk, 
which is the most recent. And people ask me to do a fourth, so it won't be called a trilogy anymore if I do a fourth one. Uh, but um, yeah, I love the in. I love in the designs. Solids or print fabrics? Prints. Prints all the time. What's the last fabric collection the AGF warehouse accepted? Well, the season of tribute. And how are the fabrics organized in the warehouse? By collection. And where's your favorite part of the warehouse? My office. And um, what's, do you have a current favorite um, free art gallery fabric project? Uh, well, from La Vie and Rose. And what is your favorite part of the fabric designing process? Well, gathering inspiration is, is the most, <laughs> is, is the most. You know, fabric collection is a child that you nurture and it goes days and weeks and you think about it and, uh, and you mm, give them caress. And so the favorite part is what inspires you to create something. So for me, gathering inspiration, images, you know, a, a mood board design board. You know, that's my, um, my favorite, favorite part. And what is your least favorite part? Hmm. Having to <laughs> color correct fabric. <laughs> I don't like that. And do you have any other interests or hobbies? Recently, I started going gluten-free. So I immerse myself into the culture of gluten-free thing and cooking and baking and doing bread. You know, the, the, I am very European, so, so we eat a lot of bread, like French bread, baguette, 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 since we cannot have any more regular uh, wheat. So we have to come up with uh, creative solutions for that. Um, so I start, um, during the pandemic, I start baking and, and going crazy and doing different um, uh, recipes and trying this and trying that. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I like, believe it or not, is to play games. And I'm playing currently a war game. And uh, there is an online game. Many people won't believe this, but it's true. And you know what? I learned to get along with very young people. Um, oh and, discover, and discover what uh, really young people think these days. Um, I'm not so much in contact with uh, younger generations. And since um, this is an online game, uh, we chat a lot and we talk a lot. I mean, I cannot work, uh, I cannot play as much as I could. But uh, this taught me the lesson to to learn how they think and how they see the world these days. And, and I learned so many things. <laughs> All, you're probably more up on the, uh, the younger generational slang than I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, I, to, I just... we have to be up to date. We have to be <laughs> up to date. So that's a good way. That's a good way. And I, sometimes I ask them questions and they, their, answer, they, their answers, I mean, surprise me. Uh, but they make yeah. me learn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, before we wrap today up, we've got just a couple more questions for you. And first up are who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why? Okay. So take a piece of paper. I mean, if you, if you want, and try and go and list. Um, well, the first one um, is um, the V&A Museum uh, because... I love that museum. 
because you know you have to be you have to see textiles and they publish in their Instagram account they publish so many textiles and how many fashions different periods of uh, time um, fashion that is um, it really is yummy um, the yeah. second one is quilting and it has to be AGF AGF <laughs> and the third one is a spiritual one. I follow an Indian um, guru, which, I mean, I recommend everybody to go to because it, 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 it caress your, your, your soul, your spirit so much. It's very spiritual, so it's sad guru underscore, underscore quotes. It's S-A-D-G-U-R-U underscore, underscore quotes. And you can find the most... You, watch some of the the videos and you can be at peace for i don't know how long it's the most inspired uh guy um i don't know if he's alive he's very old but i mean he's amazing he has an answer for everything for everything for whatever <laughs> can happen in your life and it's addicting it's, it's you watch one and you want to watch the other and you want to watch the other and it helps it helps a lot especially during the pandemic. And before we sign off, do you have any fun projects in the horizon that you're able to share with us? Uh, well, I've been working on a, a texture collection um, from, I mean, on my side. On my side, and you know, I've been working with so many florals. I want to go with some, a line of basics that people can use with so many of my collections because my collections has been reprinting um so people sometimes they want uh, you know i am all about main designs and flowers and intricate designs so i want to start uh working with um, a group of minimalistic uh you know uh, basics that can go together to create uh for quilting um and also regarding the company which has so many so many surprises uh <laughs> coming the horizon new designers um and um yeah new prints so stay tuned yes <laughs> stay tuned so we need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed the show if you'd like to contact any of us we can most easily be found on our instagram accounts i'm at broadcloth studio wendy i am the dot weekend quilter anna our editor extraordinaire is at wax and wayne studio and pat thank you so much everybody for taking the time to listen to our podcast or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. Yeah, the best podcast. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I, I listen to them all. I'm listening to them all. Everybody, follow, please follow Flow the, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, we hope that you subscribe to the podcast and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, it would make our day. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.